Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Socks Talk. We have a great show for you Alex is here. If you are in the center 80% of the country currently experiencing nightmare cold and power outages I highly recommend you conserve phone battery by listening to this podcast at 1.2 speed. Not too fast though still got a saver. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back yet again to give you another thrilling episode of Sauce Talk. Everybody's so excited. On the other line, it's a young man lighting a cigar on the podcast. Perhaps the first time this has happened in Sauce Talk history. Think about who you think it might be. Now, there are, to me, only two guesses, and you might be guessing wrong. On the other line, it's Alex Um. Alex, how you doing, buddy? What's up, buddy? How you doing? Oh, pretty good. Uh, I'd be... Before we get into it, I think we, we have to give you this opportunity to brag a little bit. Alex is recording from his backyard. It looks incredible there. Uh, I just, I just wanted to shout uh, it out. He's doing well. How, how warm is it there? It's about 67 degrees right 67. now. Sunny. Uh, that's actually, you know what? It's a little overcast. Oh, I'm sorry. A little sorry. windy, but it's <laughs> it's a beautiful day, though. It looks great. I also see you're like out in the backyard in a T-shirt just chilling. That's That's the way to live. Good stuff. You guys all need to move out here. More abundant with every passing day. And, again, the man cannot stop flexing. He's literally on the phone with me in his backyard in sunny California, smoking a cigar. What's he got in his hand? Tell us about the beer you're drinking. I'm drinking Pliny the Elder uh, Double Dry Hop. Oh, that was the, the one that was released recently. Um, I think it was released as uh, Pliny for president during the presidential election. But I think it was pretty popular, so they, they ran it one more time. So uh, it's a pretty good beer. I can vouch for it if you can get your hand on it. I think you're, I think you're living right, Alex. Things are looking pretty good over there. <laughs> um, let's, that's an, enough dallying. Alex, eat anything good lately? I have, in fact. Um, so as you guys know, was... Uh, was Lunar New Year recently, mm-hmm. and um, in, 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 in Korean culture, just like you know, like the one in, uh, in, in Chinese culture, it's it's a it's a holiday that's celebrated with with family and, and and stuff. And I went over to my parents' house on Friday. I think the new, new I think it was on Friday. Yeah, we went over on Friday. My mom had she cooked um, this uh, braised short rib. It's a Korean dish. Uh, it's, it's known as, well, it's called kalbijim in Korean, but it's basically, it translates directly to uh, braised short ribs, and it was very good. Sounds great. I think it, it's it's always, I mean, we, we like to get a range of eating anything good lately of, I guess, in these times, takeout stuff, but always especially good when it's something not only you didn't, you didn't have to make it, but also with someone personally making it, it's like a special occasion for you. I think this is a especially good thing you have eaten lately. So, again, the hits just keep coming for Alex. Alex is crushing it. Uh, anything bad going on in your life? Uh, you know, I'm stuck at home with uh, two children, basically 24-7, because I work from home. My wife, uh, we, we she works for a small school district uh, that's kind of insane. So they've been open since September. Oh, wow. No other school districts are open. So she's going in to teach 
but I'm keeping the children at home and I'm working from home full time. So that's extremely uh, stressful at times. So that's something bad. But today is President's Day and Sharon's home. So I have a little bit of freedom, which is nice. That's nice. Uh, is there been, what, besides, obviously, I'm sure all day long you were like looking forward to doing this podcast. But besides that, how are you enjoying your, your you know, especially rare day of freedom here? Uh, great, man. I was, again, I was looking forward to, uh, talking to you. And then, uh, right before then, my, uh, daughter and Sharon decided to go out shopping. It's, uh, my daughter's birthday soon. Uh, so I kill some time. Uh, I, I recently purchased a Switch for my children. Nice. So I spent some time playing the new Super Mario 3D World. I think that's what it's called with my son, which was a, uh, which was an extremely, uh, frustrating experience <laughs> to, to say the least um it's one of those things where like if you don't move together you know you disappear off the screen and you reappear in a bubble but my son just kept going forward without you know getting all the items and stuff so i spent about you know 30 minutes yelling at him so <laughs> that was good <laughs> I, I haven't played the the like the new switch version but i played the original when it came out and that is my distinct memory of this being one of those games that is initially sold as like, oh, this is a good, fun game to play together with your friends. But then in the actual doing, it just makes you despise the people you're playing with. Like, you're supposed to be working together. Nobody's working together right. We're not staying together. We're jumping on each other. I can't, I'm falling in holes because somebody's landing on my head. Very frustrating. You're like, you know, the old school just, you can watch while I do a level and then we'll switch back. You can see the value in that after doing less. That is certainly my preference at this point. <laughs> um, our first uh, main topic of the day. Are you familiar with uh, Cardi B? I am familiar with well, everybody I knows know Cardi, Cardi B. B is. Uh, now, right. this is, I don't know the extent to which this is new information to people. It was new information to me. I recently learned. Did you know that? Cardi B was not her like original rap name. She had a different one before that. Well, I well, I didn't know that. I didn't know she had another rap name. Obviously, that's not her real name. But um, before she was known as Cardi B, well, how about this? Do you know the origin of the name Cardi B? I think I saw a post uh, somewhere. It was related to her sister being named after some kind of liquor, right? That's exactly right. Um, I think her sister's actual name is Hennessy. And I didn't, yeah, that's, that's fact. And then, uh, so as like an offshoot, like as a joke, people started calling her Bacardi. And then she also really liked Bacardi. And so then when she started doing stuff, she was like, my name is Bacardi B. And she was, uh, I think the main thing that pushed the change from what I read is that uh, Bacardi was constantly getting her Instagram shut down. They're like, you can't say your name is Bacardi. So, and that was inconvenient. Like, if you're trying to become, like, <clears throat> you know, a, a famous celebrity, you need to have an Instagram account that's not getting shut down by people who share a name with you. So she changed from Bacardi B to Cardi B. Do you think it is, first off, do you think Bacardi B is a good name? It is not. It's I don't terrible, think it's a good name. Right? Cardi, right. I think I think Cardi B is, but I, I think we were going to the same place there. I think Cardi B is very strong, 
And it's and, and so, now it, I guess obviously we have the advantage of hindsight here, and we can now say this since she made it, she's so good, and all this. But I think Cardi B is cool, but Cardi B is so fucking lame. I, I don't think she'd be famous now if she had stuck with Bacardi B. I think we would have laughed her out and then never would have gone anywhere for her. Um, I, I agree with you. And I don't, how did she get famous? I, I'm not exactly sure. I don't know the origin story of Cardi B. Are you familiar? I'm not as, as familiar with that. I believe she started, I think she was like a very successful stripper and then got on one of the VH1 shows back in the 2000s era and grows to further prominence and then started getting, you know, guest spots on songs and then released her enormously successful album and it's just gone up and up from there. I, that could be completely wrong, but I, I believe if she really exploded on one of those VH1 shows and that was really where she, I don't know which one it was. I don't think she was a basketball wife. Has she ever been married to a basketball player? I don't think so. I don't know. Love and hip hop or something? Yeah, probably more like love and hip something like that, though, yeah. Um, I also wanted to know, like, all these articles I read always mentioned how, like, it was partly everybody called her Bacardi because of the fun thing with her sister's name. But also, she specifically said that Bacardi was her favorite rum. Do you think Bacardi is a good favorite rum? Bacardi's garbage. I mean, I don't have very good memories of Bacardi. I think. Last time I drank Bacardi's probably when I was. Did, I, did we ever drink it in law school? I don't think I did. Um, I drank a lot of it in college, and uh, and I threw up a lot. So I don't think that's. I don't. I'm not a huge. I, I might start a controversy here, but I'm not a huge rum guy. Uh, but especially not a Bacardi guy. I I am similar in that I. Rum is down the list for me. Although we may talk more about rum later. Uh, but I definitely have specifically bad memories of like Bacardi Superior, like light Bacardi rum, I just think is terrible. And the idea that someone is, I mean, I guess it does play, like Cardi has like a similarly like extremely high fashion, expensive taste, but also having like trash taste and like the liking things that are extremely expensive or extremely cheap. I guess it does kind of play into the thing. It just strikes me as strange to like, to me, like Bacardi is like, I guess it's not a replacement level rum, but it, it's like the minimum before you're talking about a bottom shelf thing. Like anything below Bacardi is like in a plastic bottle and you're afraid of it. And then Bacardi is like the beginning of the conversation, but I also don't even want to have that conversation. So it's just, it's, I guess it's the most famous rum, but it seems like a very strange one to point out and say, oh yeah, that, that's the liquor for me. I love Bacardi. <laughs> but I, was, I would assume that it's rather popular at, at, at strip clubs. Or, that would be, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe it was all just a corporate sponsorship thing from the beginning. And there was like, you ever, there was like special sales on Bacardi, like when she came out. And so she was trying to have a tie in there. I don't know. <laughs> I, I percent off on your drinks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to do a small sub-segment in which we tried to come up with the best name for the best name using a liquor for a musical artist. But then I realized uh, there's only one correct answer, and it is Tito's Puente. So, <laughs> I mean, there's no need to go any further into that. Uh, I think that's the end of our Bacardi Beast segment. Alex, 
what sauce are you bringing to the table this week? Well, I listened to uh, the past episodes, and recently it sounds like a lot of people are talking about hot sauces. And mm-hmm. I'm a, I, I enjoy, you know, I enjoy a good hot sauce. And and uh, Paul Whitehair, thank you for uh, letting me know of those sauces. I don't think I've tried any. I think you know I've tried the secret Arvart sauce, but I definitely have not tried the other one, that yellow bird. I think you called it. Yes. Um, so I'll definitely try that. Um, the the uh, the sauce I'm bringing to the table, it's called the El Yucateco Habanero Sauce. And hold on a second. My phone is freaking out. Okay. El, El Yucateco uh, Habanero Sauce. Okay, it's spelling on that. Uh, it's L-E-L and Yucateco is Y-U-C-A-T-E-C-O. Habanero Sauce. And I actually, my favorite is the green chili one. Um, I don't know how widely available it is. I think it's a, I, I think it's originally from Mexico, but I think it's distributed widely in the States, but you can certainly buy it online. I think I, I did a quick Google search before I jumped on and saw that um, either Target or uh, Target or Walmart carried it. So if you are um, uh, in the mood for something spicy, it's definitely spicy. I mean, it's, it's habanero sauce. But it, it's it's quite flavorful. It's tangy. Um, it goes very well with uh, any breakfast items. Uh, great with eggs, uh, any Mexican food, or anything. I, I really enjoy it. Uh, it sounds great. We. I also. I'm a little concerned that we are building up such a pile of habanero sauce that I'm eventually going to be compelled to like buy five of them and have a taste off. And it will be very fun <laughs> in the moment. And the after effects will be truly devastating. Um, <laughs> I I don't know that I've, I've heard of this one, but it, it, it sounds like, especially that green chili, sounds like th- this could stand out from the field a little bit as, as a different flavor profile. Is that um, is that really like the, the one you say is like the most special, the most unique? I, I think they have, I know they have like a black sauce, and I know that's more expensive. I think the green chili one is the more, more their, their most common sauce. Okay. Um, but it's definitely my favorite, and um, you might be if you guys look it up. Uh, it is uncomfortably neon green. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's made of like natural ingredients because there's no way nature uh, creates a color like that. So <laughs> I am warning you guys, and you know it's from Mexico, so I can't I can't really vouch for if it's healthy, but it is certainly. Uh, tasty. I like uh, that crazy Chicago relish that is that unnatural green color. So maybe there's just not that many unnatural green things on the market, but I will like all of them, so I need to seek it out. It is very similar in color. It, it, that, that, yeah, that's a, that's a good selling point for me. Okay, Alex, it sounds like an excellent sauce, and I'm going to add it to the list. I don't promise I'm doing this taste stuff, but I, th- I think it's probably about time. Let's talk a little bit about the taste stuff if I do that. What do you think would be, how would I, I every, obviously, everything will be my makeshift double blind effort so that uh, I assume Gina will participate with me unless she is too scared, but at the very least, she will assist in assembling it. Uh, what do you think would be the best way to taste these? Should I just taste them alone? Is there a specific food item or two I could try them with? I think I think 
well, you, I think you certainly taste it alone. That has to be one of the steps. But I think I think you mentioned how much you love eggs. Mm-hmm. So if you mix it with eggs, you could cook up, I don't know, five fried eggs or something, and then each sauce on each egg and see. I don't know if you can knock out five eggs on one sitting, but <laughs> um, maybe half an egg. I don't know. And then see what you like the best. Uh, I like that idea a lot. And because um, every time we do one of these hot sauces or I'm talking about a hot sauce or anything like that, inevitably it always comes up like, oh, by the way, this is really good on eggs. It's not like there's some hot sauce. Like, I like this hot sauce, but if you put it on eggs, it'll suck. Like, if it's a hot sauce you like, you're going to want to put it on some eggs. I think that's it. I, I yeah. think eggs a great vessel for hot sauce in general. So yeah. I think that will be. Uh, I think I think that will be a great segment. I think try each one with uh, with an egg, and then I could also try each one alone, and then I could give them scores on that, and then reveal which was which at the end. This is great. I think this is a new requirement. Every guest who comes on has to inspire a future segment on the podcast. <laughs> and so that means, like, I, I assume this has happened before. Presume I think one time, I think we thought of the ranch dressing taste off on a live on an episode. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. Either way, thank you for contributing. Everyone who has not contributed a future segment is uh, on notice. Uh, this is retroactive. Please email me with your segment ideas for uh, at least one for every episode you've ever been on. Uh, counting you, because uh, I don't think we had ones from the other ones. Okay. Um, our next segment. This is could go any number of ways. I hope this is uh, as exciting as it is in my head when you hear it here. Uh, I'd like to talk about your history of waking up. Uh, not getting woke, that'll be a different one. I mean, like, very literally waking up, like, in the morning, and I'm not so concerned about, like, the timing of when you wake up. I want to talk about what you do to wake up and what you've done in the past. So what is your current status? Are, are you basically, like, kids start screaming and that is the start of your day? Or do you have an alarm that you and you are fortunate enough to be awake for 10 seconds before the kids start screaming? Or what, what is your current status? Current status... Um you're uh, you're right on it. it. My kids will wake up well before I do. Uh, Sharon wakes up before I do because she has to go into work. Mm-hmm. I actually don't. I'm, I'm uh, you know I'm, I'm I'm worthless and I don't have to get ready for work. I don't even wash out before I jump on my computer mm-hmm. in the morning these days. Um, but seventy percent of the time is probably Xander dropping an elbow on me <laughs> in the morning around six fifty six fifty five. Um, the other 20 to 30%, it's my sweet daughter just waking me up like a normal human being. Unlike my son, who's just completely insane. Now That they, is my current status. When they come in to wake you up, is it like, do they need something specific? Or is it like, I want to hang out with dad, dad's asleep, I got to fix that? That's the latter. Yeah. It's like, well, this 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 guy's sleeping, I have to wake him up. I mean, he's, he's defenseless, so let me drop an elbow kind of situation. <laughs> he's found it effective to this point. You've never not woken up. Honestly, it would be very bad if that happened and you didn't wake up. That would indicate major problems in, like, your body. Like, Well, I was reminded by Facebook. You know how sometimes they give you, like, a year ago today yeah. you posted this or whatever. And uh, my post is precisely about my, my son dropping an elbow on me. And uh, apparently he, he did that, and I pretended like I was dead. And he, without skipping a beat, told Sharon, 
Mom, Daddy is dead. We have to get. We have to get. We have to give him away and get a new one. So, yeah, I don't think he'll be he'll be worried too much if I didn't wake up after he dropped an elbow. That's nice that he has such like confidence that like that he knows like the family will be okay. We'll get through this. Mom will get some better guy in here. It'll be, it'll be great. No problems at all. Exactly. Exactly. Um, is there? So how how old is Xander these days? He just turned five just on turned the five. 11th. Okay. Yep. Is there an age at which you feel that you'll be able to like implement a rule saying like, don't wake me up for no reason until this time? Or do you just think this is how it's going to be until like he goes to college? You know, the reason why my daughter doesn't wake me up is because I've, I've told her that mm-hmm. and she is about to turn eight. So I'm hoping, uh, eight or seven he will be able to comply with my command (laughs) but but they're two you know completely different individuals so i have no idea but hopefully you know in a year or two or two or two or three years he won't do that but you know as you guys know i have another one coming so it could uh, could be a very brief little gap here it takes two years to get there they do the math it's like maybe there's going to be six weeks at some point before you know 2030 where this is all clean yeah, and, and, and hopefully, I mean, I don't really have a preference as to if it's going to be a boy or a girl, but I think my chances are much better if I get, if we have another girl mm-hmm. of not getting an elbow in the morning. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. That would be great if, if the, next, the next kid was just the perfect combination. It was like a, a, a very nice, well-behaved girl, but also just dropping elbows on her dad constantly. <laughs> um. So, how about before you in, uh, you had before you had the kids around? What was your? Were you just uh, an alarm clock? Was it your phone? What did you do to wake up in the morning? Were you just naturally pop out of bed. Well, before I mean, after we got married, is Sharon is a much better morning person than I am. Uh, she's a. Uh, She's not very good at staying up late. I am a kind of a night owl, so I'll stay up really late. Uh, so she oftentimes wakes up before I do, and, and you know because she's getting ready and stuff, I will wake up. Um, but before that, when I was in college, it was really bad because um, I would always stay up really late, uh, you know, typically until like two to three in the morning. And of course, I will sign up for eight thirty morning classes, thinking I can make them. Uh, and that'll make you get up. Yeah, perfect. Exactly. But according to my roommate, I will get up without even realizing that, that I'm awake. I will turn off every single alarm and go back to sleep. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not very good at waking up in the morning. So maybe Xander, I mean, maybe he knows something. He knows that this is the only way that I can wake my dad up. Especially, like, if you don't, if you can do all this and not even remember it, he probably comes in and, like, gives you a good morning hug and, like, pats your head and does nothing. He's like, okay, time to up the ante. Elbow <laughs> dropped in the face. Only thing that gets this guy in bed. Turns out he's the completely reasonable <laughs> one. And I'm, uh, I am completely insane. <laughs> you were just teaching him. There's only one way to wake up a grown man. You got to do it. And he's like, okay, I learned my yeah. lesson. Won't get yeah, how about again. you, Johnny? What? Well, well, I, uh, I'm assuming you don't have a five-year-old driving an elbow on you every morning. Correct. How do you wake up? Um, I, for the longest time, just standard, my uh, phone would have an alarm to wake me up. I would always grow to hate the noise. I recently bought one of those uh, sunlight 
alarm things. Oh. And so it like turns on very dimly like 20 minutes before the alarm goes off and gets brighter and brighter and brighter. And so most days, if I'm not like totally zonked out, uh, the brightness will wake me up before the alarm actually goes off. And then I reach over and shut the alarm off and then uh, go about my day. I've really enjoyed it so far, but I do think I am my brain is learning to resist it. And I believe that within a few months, the light will no longer be effective for me. I could be wrong, but I, I swear I think I saw a video when I was in college. I think it was a Japanese video of this alarm clock. And when the alarm goes off, it, it has wheels on it, and it just takes off. <laughs> and after some time, if you don't wake up, the alarm clock, it's like a puzzle, and it, it, it basically expo- explodes. And you have to put the puzzle back together in order to stop the alarm. Wow. I think I saw a video like that. I don't think I'm making that up in my head. But if I am, I think that's a great invention. Somebody should uh, invest some money into it. It's a great idea. I also like, I feel like you could double down. Instead of the puzzle, what if there's, we're not going to call it a cage. It's gonna, We're going to call it a really small bedroom. And your son could sleep in the bedroom. And so if you don't <laughs> wake up soon enough, it will release him, and then he can get out and beat you up and make you wake up the way you don't like to wake up. Well, let me tell you, that works really well. So, <laughs> Sounds awfully like my current situation, so um, <laughs> I can vouch for its effectiveness. I, I think it would give you the incentive you need to wake up at the time you chose the night before. Because that's always the thing. It's always such a scam because uh, you're, you're fighting with the, your, your two selves. Are fighting with each other. The guy at night is like, ah, it'll be easy to wake up in the morning. And then the guy in the morning is like, why didn't I go to bed at 10 o'clock? I would feel great now. And instead I feel like I'm dying. Uh, As I, I mean, scan. I was always that guy who didn't have to sleep much, you know, like six hours, five hours, and I was ready to go. Um, as I get older, though, like I will do that for a couple of days. And one day I'll just knock out at 7 p.m. And then wake up at like five in the morning and I'm like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> so I am feeling I, it must be the pandemic, but like for the past, like 2020 and 2021, I am just feeling terrible. I think Paul talked about just aging poorly. And I think I really feel it, man. Well, I've got you on video here. I had Paul, I can say you're aging a lot better than him. So I, I wouldn't worry about it. Too much. <laughs> Oh, I love you. Um, what about what would you say? Did, like when you were a kid, did your did your parents come and wake you up? Were always uh, was that your standard for how long did you do that, or were you always just expected on your own set your alarm, figure it out? Uh, again, when I was in yeah junior high, high school, I was a night owl still, and uh, it was weird where like my mom would wake me up. But my dad would never wake me up, but will totally judge me for sleeping in because he'll be up at like 530 in the morning. Right. And then I will catch him like leaving, you know, leaving, leaving for work. And he'll look at me with just such such a disdain in his eyes. Like you just woke up like, Dad, it's like 630 in the morning. Like it's not bad. But yeah, that was my mom would always wake me up to make sure that I was, you know, I, I'm just not very good at waking up in the morning. Mm-hmm. My parents were kind of uh, my dad 
definitely was a super morning guy, and I would get all the judgment for not being the morning guy. But it was also the one who would come down and either wake me up, or if it was like, if I'm running a little behind, he'd be like, now, John, are you up? And then I get that. And my mom was just like, you're just going to be in trouble for missing school or whatever bad thing you do if you don't get up, so you better do it. <laughs> but that's your business. Do not make me late for what I'm doing. Figure it out. Uh, and between the two, I, I think I have a moderately okay uh, waking up schedule, but not what it could be. Not Like I say, my dad was, especially like if he made it to 11 p.m. Uh, being up, it was like a big deal because he was always, no matter what, up at six and doing whatever. Um, what do you think was your, is now the worst waking up experience of your life? Have you ever had anything that compared? I mean, it's hard to beat. Like, if you have something else, maybe you shouldn't, maybe you should talk to a therapist about it rather than me. If there's like, there's something, like now when I get an elbow drop in the face every morning, that's bad, but at least it's not this other thing. Like, I guess it has to be now, right? Um, yeah, the worst, though, I think the worst experience was when I was in high school, uh, every summer break, my dad, my dad owns a factory. He, 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 he runs a factory and he still does a, a little garment factory. Every, every summer he forced me to work at his, his, his factory. And, uh, you know, he will leave. I think he will leave at six fifteen every day. Uh, but you know, during the summer he will, he will actually wake me up because, you know, he wanted me to go with him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was actually, actually the worst. Cause I had to wake up. I had to wake up at like five thirty every morning Ooh. and it was a summer, right? Like I was supposed to rest or whatever. Um, and of course, I'll stay up late thinking, oh, this is my summer break. And, you know, I was like super into StarCraft or like Diablo 2 or something. <laughs> I'll be up at 2, 3 in the morning just playing, right? And then my dad will wake me up at 5.30 in the morning. Uh, we'll get ready and go to go to work. And like I'll fall asleep in his car and then he'll get really upset about that, which was kind of weird, you know? <laughs> like you just woke me up. I'm like 16 years old. I need my sleep. But yeah, that was by far my worst experience waking up in the morning. I used to... Uh, my dad did like he was a contractor did like residential construction stuff and I used to work for him during the summers and we had similar being tired in the morning and especially when we were working like a little ways away we would normally leave at like 630 or whatever but if if, you know if we got a job that's an hour away or something then you're getting I mean you're getting up early because you're not just gonna you know work shorter days and I remember uh, it'd be uh, he'd be drive the truck and then uh, the my uncle, who he worked with my dad, would be in, like, the passenger seat. And then this wasn't, like, a big crew cab or anything. So I would just sit in the middle in between <laughs> them. And I didn't have the headrest behind me. And I would just, <laughs> over and over again, nod off. And my head would tilt back. And it would jolt me back awake. And I would do that for, like, an hour straight. And it drove <laughs> my dad insane. Like, he'd just be like, oh, you got to wake up, John. It's like, like you're talking about. It's like, why do I got to wake up? How about I just how about I sleep in the I'm not getting paid right now. How about I get to sleep for an hour? Like honestly, can I go lay in the back of the truck and go to sleep? I mean anything but this. I just I mean no, I, I get there and my neck would hurt from that jolt over and over and over again. Terrible experience. I, I don't want to do that again. Well, Alex, we've made it a long ways. We have time for only one final segment. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? 
I do. You know, and I, I thought I gave it some thought because I think we've been I think a lot of recommendations, good TV shows have come out uh, out of this segment. And I think we watch during the pandemic, especially we've been watching a lot of TV. And I don't have as much freedom as some of you guys to watch all these shows. So I don't really have a good recommendation for a show. I, I mean, for instance, I just watch Chernobyl. I really uh, enjoy Chernobyl, way. though. Doing well. Great show. Great show. But the problem is, I mean, Chernobyl was great, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think I shared it in the um, – my daughter is saying hi. You want to say it? Yes, please. Oh, maybe. Hello. Say hi. Hi. Is this your first podcast appearance? Is it? You're on a show. Yes, it is your first one. Yes. <laughs> Can you introduce yourself? What's your name? Abigail. <laughs> Why are you all shy? <laughs> okay, say bye. Bye. Thank you very much for coming on. <laughs> so, great show. I talked about it in, 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 in our chat room, but um, I don't understand why it's okay for, like, us to make an American a show about Russians, and everybody just has a British accent, and they're everybody speaking fluent English. It makes no sense, and we just accept it as normal. Go, oh yeah, of course, uh, of course, Sergey is going to speak English with a British accent, right? Like it doesn't make any sense. The British accent thing is so weird. I completely understand that. Like, sure, I guess we could just make these shows and have them be in Russian. But I understand that like audiences don't especially want that, and we can we can make sacrifices with our immersion and just say we want this to be in English. But w British accents are not any. I mean, I mean they could all just have Southern accents, like Southern U.S. It could be right. anything. There's absolutely nothing special. Right. I do. I like the idea that maybe they should probably have a similar accent, so you're not like taken out of it in that way. But just pick an accent. Everybody could have it. You've already lost this by speaking English. We we didn't go right. down the road of you know ultimate veracity we chose something else you'd think we could just do that you think we could just have an accident <laughs> well british people are fancy and these russian guys seem like, not fancy at all so we'll do the fancy accent. I, I i don't understand but with that being said my recommendation my uh, my plug um i know a lot of you guys cook and i know a lot of you guys are vegetarian so i think i have some recommendation uh, for vegetarian cooking. Oh, yeah. So I, th I think um, Margaret was talking about uh, making uh, miso udon noodles, mm -hmm. and it sounded amazing. It sounded very healthy and delicious. Anytime I make any kind of broth, uh, especially in Asian cooking, I use dry kombu. I don't know if you know what that is. It's dry seaweed, and I think it's easy to get. Any, any kind of Asian market will have it. I think you can also order it on Amazon. I highly recommend it. It's basically, it's 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 a it's a MSG bomb, right? Like Ooh. you put it in your broth and you, you 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 boil it for ten to fifteen minutes, and you will end up with an amazing broth. So, I highly recommend that, especially um, if you're making things vegetarian. I think that's a great option uh, when you're making broth. Another thing, uh, I want to recommend a vegetable that's highly uh, underrated. Green onion, I think, is heavily underutilized in, in America in general. So instead of using garlic, uh, you know, a lot of times when you start a, a dish, we use garlic, uh, garlic and onion, right? Mm -hmm. Like you do fried rice, you throw in some chopped garlic to get that garlicky oil. You make pasta, you throw in garlic, you get that garlicky oil. 
instead of doing that, if you get a, a bunch of green onions and uh, chop off the the white portion of the green onion, if you look at right, if you look at green onion, green onion, you have that green part and you have that that whitish part. If you use the whitish part and you cook it like you would what you would like chopped garlic, and you you cook it kind of slow, make sure you're not burning it, just like how you would do with garlic. You uh, you are um, you will get this green onion oil that's very delicious. Works great for pasta. Works great for fried rice, uh, any kind of stir fry. So I highly recommend that. I think that's a great tip. I am the most guilty of no matter what I am making. Garlic will make this better. I'll put some garlic in this. So the idea of having like some, a way to switch it up, another flavor, especially something like that green onion, I always think was like the freshest taste there is. So and, I, I think more of that sounds like a good idea. And garlic, I mean, don't get me wrong. Garlic is amazing, and garlic does make everything better. But if you want to switch it up a little bit, I think green onion is heavily underutilized. So, so go get some, guys. I'm going to get some green onion. I also, before we continue, can I get a spelling? It was... Dry kombu. What was the spelling on that? So, K O M B U. Great. Sounds like two really good tips. I have a tip as well. Uh, we were discussing earlier how we don't especially like to drink rum, and especially for me, I have a real disdain for light rum in general, especially Bacardi Superior. But I really just don't want any light rum. But that may be changing. I made a drink over the weekend that had light rum and dark rum in it and obviously I was like oh that's like the tiki drink flavor that I like and I didn't know that was just mixing light and dark rum so then yesterday I made another drink just of like my own concoction that had light and dark rum in it and it was also really good so my plug is Mix light and dark rum together. Now, probably don't drink nice. that straight. Put some more stuff in it. But when you make, especially if you're inclined to make a rum drink, even if it doesn't call for it, mix you some light and dark rum together in there, equal portions, and I think you'll really, it's better than either of them alone. Like Again, I don't want the light rum alone at all, but I'm okay with the dark rum, but the light and dark rum, better than the sum of its parts. So uh, that's my plan. I'll try that. Yeah, I think you'll have a good time. Uh, Alex, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I had a great time. Thank you. It's, it's always a pleasure. Best wishes in the intermediate days.